social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. It is Wednesday. It is cold. It's actually going to be a little kind of stormy out there, a little bit. Uh, but definitely a little bit unpleasant. But then it heats up, as I said. Then it, it well, warms up, warms up considerably. This portion of the program, hey, make sure, you know, on a day like today and all winter long, that you have plenty of uh, oil. And make sure, make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Lock and cap pricing, service contracts, budget plans, automatic delivery, oil burner service. Call Henry Oil today at 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. I recognize that you have some different options as far as who's going to be your oil provider for this heating season. I'm asking you, why not support a company that's been a family tradition in Rhode Island since 1947? Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. And online at henryoil.com. This winter, it's December. You have December, January, February, March. Well... Let's be honest, sometimes into April, sometimes into early May. But either way, call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. And remember, you can take advantage of automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, oil burner service installation, Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Well, folks, again, uh, it's John DePietro. I want to encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com. One of, we have great sponsors there, original, unique stories, uh, but support them, like Tavolo, Wine Bar, Tuscan Grill, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, three locations, Providence, Smithfield, right near Bryant, and also Warwick. If you haven't been there, it's delicious food, great wine list. It's Tavolo, T-A-V-O-L-O. They also have on their website is TavoloWineBar.com, and you can link right through at the website, DePietro.com. I want to start off this this uh, atrocious story that you know you you heard so much about C, uh, cnn and msnbc how much they attack fox news channel and then last week you had that elon omar who was going on and on that because someone told a joke that uh you know someone was leaving her a message well i'll tell you how bad it is as far as the way that cnn msnbc and the rest of the media they attack fox news channel is during the course of the night someone went to fox outside of fox in new york which is not that far from rockefeller center and uh and climbed up in and committed arson and lit their christmas tree on fire now where's the accountability there where's the accountability with someone like joy reed of msnbc who is always always demonizing fox and then you get uh some pushback and and responsible for it let's hear this is uh they were discussing it on fox and friends uh earlier To Ainsley's earlier point, who sets a Christmas tree on fire? It's a a tree that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas spirit. It is about the holiday season. Uh, It's about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It is about everything that we stand for as a country. Freedom and being able to to worship the way that you want to worship. I don't know about Hanukkah. It makes me so mad. Well, it does, but it goes to the larger issue of safety. And we have been talking for a very long time. This city has gone south when it comes to safety. We don't feel safe when we come to work in the morning. We don't feel safe when we go home at night. It's just one of those things. And when you you look at that symbol, and you know, so many, and we were talking about this yesterday, how through the years, people... Thousands, hundreds of thousands of tourists have come to New York City to celebrate the Christmas season, yep. and they walk up and down Fifth Avenue That's right. and Our Street, Sixth kind of Avenue, Sixth left. Avenue. And they, just, they, they look at the lights, and today there are no lights because somebody burned down our Christmas tree. Huh. I hope we put it back. I mean, I, I hope we I put it back. I hope we build bigger. it back bigger right. and better. And we have another. We got to do a Me sequel too. to the Christmas tree yes. lighting. Yep. Uh, and I just think that this Let's is do another lighting. And, and you know, the early indications are the guy's a psycho. Who knows? He's he's probably a uh, MSNBC CNN fan. Just absolutely atrocious. It really is. And 
But this, you know, you have people like Congressman David Cicilline that encourage violence towards Fox uh, and others of that elk. Folks, how about the fact, and I feel terrible for the people in Warwick. I am going to do a Facebook on that, but Facebook Live, um, where the Nilo Hotel, which is an old mill, and it's too bad. I had no idea that they, during the pandemic, they just kind of gave up and handed it over to Crossroads, Rhode Island. And now they've turned that neighborhood over near Warwick Mall into, uh, you know, there's a, uh, almost 200 homeless people just roaming up and down the street, staying at the hotel and, um, and, and causing havoc in the neighborhood, harassing people, exposing themselves, uh, harassing children, waiting for buses. I feel terrible for the people, a uh, woman in her driveway, someone got broken into. I mean, it, it you know, in Crossroads, oh, you know, Everybody needs a home and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they take no responsibility for it. it. It's just, I don't blame most of the mayor was like, boy, I would have liked to have known that. What do you mean Crossroads was set up? They put them in that hotel. I'm going to play that coming up. And then um, also, uh, how about the fact that, so the Biden White House folks, their plan, they don't like the way things are going. And they don't like the way they're being covered. And, you know, this is almost like a classic um, I would almost want to say this is like a Governor Raimondo would do this. But instead of trying to lower the price of gas, what they're doing is the Washington Post is um, reporting that um, he, the, uh, the Washington Post columnist said the media treats Biden as badly or worse than Trump. So then as a result of that, the White House is now reaching out to the media and they're trying to change the coverage of things. The column sparked questions about media coverage of Biden. On Monday, Milbank appeared on CNN and argued Biden was being treated unfairly. Tuesday evening, it emerged the White House had dispatched a team of people to speak to newsrooms, encourage more favorable coverage. So th- this is now they're trying to say, you know, the price of gas isn't that high and the supply chain issue really isn't that bad. And you can you know, they're not trying to get people to go back into the workforce. They're not trying to lower gas prices. They're not trying to straighten out. The problem with the supply chain. What are they trying to do? They just, you know, and this was the reason I mentioned Governor Raimondo is she was big on this where they wouldn't, they would just send PR people and that's how they would deal with problems. They wouldn't improve situations. They would just try to smooth over the talking points. Uh, but th- this is foolish that the media, if anything, I would still argue the media has been kind of treating the Biden administration with, with kid gloves um if anything but this this situation so you have this lieutenant governor candidate who's playing homeless person at the rhode island state house and just sleeping out there and the other part i meant to mention actually was the fact that if she was just a regular person she'd be kicked out of there and arrested because she's a state senator it's allowed but this is what happens to these people with crossroads just set up homeless people in a neighborhood in a neighborhood this is the uh story that appeared on on channel 10 and by the way i don't i don't blame the people in this warwick neighborhood for being upset and then they, they try to shame them saying oh you're mean and these poor homeless people and they've nowhere to go how mean of you you're mean-spirited blah 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 but you know they had their houses broken into children are being harassed this is the uh, channel uh, 10 story dan and emily the nilo hotel here behind me near the warwick mall began its third stint as an emergency place for the homeless to stay during the pandemic Early last month in November, no, neighbors say they were caught off guard and argue that their living conditions have now been negatively impacted. Of course. There has been several drug deals going uh, on in front of the house. Yep. Brittany, who does not want her face shown, lives nearby. So the concern is is that they are out very late at night. They walk by our house several uh, times. They're seen looking in, you know, in the yards. They're looking at the cars. Yep. Um, the bus stops are a huge concern. Uh, they're walking by. Sometimes they're trying to talk to the children. Uh, no one wants to go outside. Oh, God. Um, it's just, it's not the same. Other neighbors who did not want to go on camera, they say for fear of retaliation, tell me things like they're living in fear, that there needs to be accountability for the program at the hotel. A woman whose house was broken into back in the spring says it was scary and that people are constantly watching out for themselves. Another woman crying told me she can't walk out of her house now. Uh, that homeless people say offensive things to her, that the neighborhood is a slum now and she can't wait to move the program to shelter the homeless at nilo is run by crossroads rhode island uh. through a contract with the state people have the right to be safe 
and to have a safe place to shelter. But what about the people in the neighborhood? And we're going to do everything we can to keep the environment safe. Well, you're failing. A provider ran the program last winter. Crossroads boss Karen Santilli says they have 24-7 staff at Nilo and support services on site. As for whether there's more crime because the homeless being there? Yep. So far since we've been there, that has not been our experience. Not true. Warwick police tell me they have not seen a noticeable increase in crime at Nilo, though they're still looking through the numbers to see if there's been a spike in the neighborhood there has that is been. related to the homeless people now staying there. Yep. They've gotten nuisance calls, like uh, public urination. Uh, those calls, they say, have been to just check out the area. There's bad apples in every bunch. Wayne Samuelian has been staying in the hotel for the past week. As you know, we're in a housing crisis right now. Yeah, yeah. And there are some individuals that need this extra help. Neighbors I talked to expressed this sentiment. I have nothing against homeless, and I have nothing against crossroads. The issue I have is that they put this in a residential neighborhood. There's children over here. Yep. There's women home alone oh, who don't feel comfortable going terrible. outside. Terrible. And the rebuttal to that from Crossroads? We have shelters all around the state where there are neighborhoods. I don't understand. I think it's Of course not. And ignorance. Oh, listen to you. Listen, those people have a right to enjoy their neighborhood. Fear and ignorance. Ignorance is a good word, but it applies to you. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navient-certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, 401-351-7600. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at eleven. We go until two. It's AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro.com. Joining us right now is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is uh, Dan McGowan. And, and Dan, before we begin, I just want to. Uh, I'm curious. Someone that talks to you all the time. Tell me about. Um, when you're uh, obviously affinity for the for the New York Knicks, how that came about, and I, <laughs> I love the fact that if you had some time off, the destination was I'm going down to see them, and it looks like you also caught them as they were taking on the Nets in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I was at Barclays Center last week. Uh, you know, it's funny. I grew up in Connecticut, John, and so 
the uh, you know you get that's that that New England line of you could choose between being a New York sports fan and a uh, you know and a Boston or a New England or you know sports fan and so strangely I caught the New York bug for everything except the Red Sox I I always liked the Red Sox because you could watch them on you know your local like local TV so I always watched those guys but you know I'm I'm 35 and so you know, first early memory of sports where I understood what was happening is that 94 summer of, you know, OJ Simpson in the, in the, in the, uh, in the car, you know, uh, in the Bronco. And that of course was also Knicks in the NBA finals, Rangers in the NHL, uh, the Stanley cup finals. And so uh, I think I caught a little bit of that front running bug and yeah, I, the the Knicks are my favorite team in sports. And so whenever I can either get to the garden or get in this case last week, getting to Barclays center to watch them play the nets. uh, I always do, (laughs) you know, quick, funny story. So I lived in, in New York during, during basically the nineties, I moved there in 1990 and then left. And then, um, the uh, the night of our wedding rehearsal dinner was the night of the OJ. Is that OJ. right? <laughs> yes. And so after the dinner, everyone's out, and obviously, you know, it's, we were living in New York, so a bunch of the guests were in from New York, and it was wild. But I, um, you know, New York is it's it's too bad the team's not doing well because that that um, really you know could be and in, in, it always is like a, a basketball town. And yeah. When they are hot. It it just. There's nothing like being. I, I went to a lot of games and uh, saw Michael Jordan play against the Knicks and, and went when you know the Knicks were in the finals and so forth. But it's it's really first and foremost New York City to me is a basketball town. Well, and, and you and you remember then very well it, at that point. The other thing, interestingly, that that uh, you and I, you more than me, but uh, you know, have a connection to is, of course, that '94 year is also when I. I discover this wonderful thing called talk radio, right? And, yep. and Mike, Mike and the Mad Dog, of course, yes. in New York. And so, you know, and, and that's who I grew up listening to and sort of, you know, uh, learning about sort of media through them. But I think you're right. You know, the, the, when, when the Knicks are hot in New York, um, it's even bigger than, than when the Yankees are hot. Uh, obviously, the Yankees are, you know, are, you know much I was a much better run franchise and, and, you know, had a really great run in the nineties, but you're right. I think when the Knicks at the end of the decade, I think they made the finals in 99 as well. You know, even still, even as the Yankees were the, you know, were the dominant franchise in baseball, when the Knicks made it to the finals, um, that was a really big deal. I think everybody wanted, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the Knicks to finally win a title and, and really be able to have a big, you know, a big ticker tape parade. Yeah, and then any of my longtime friends and family that are listening also know um, OJ. That that was just a turning point in my life because I was only part time at that, but I I got so engrossed in the trial I would I would literally tape it every day, but follow it every day, and then Memorial Day weekend I actually made my way out to um, to LA and I had a connection out there and uh, I got into the courtroom just for a small part of the session and went on the tour that 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 took over a big part of my life and that was the determining thing that made me realize that i i wanted to do this full time it's amazing it was just so engrossing and and uh and also one more note on this but i was so intrigued how court tv how they you know they were outside every day with the trial and the the live stream a basic one shot does that sound familiar but change um, i mean it it literally changed changed the way the way news is covered the way trials are covered yeah and and then then uh during the plundome trial when we had our broadcast center or a trailer outside of the federal courthouse downtown for me it just it meant so much because that was you know, something I always wanted to do, but the OJ trial, anyway, I have pictures with Johnny Cochran and then I interviewed Johnny Cochran and I, I is more about to the story, but I was one of the ones that kind of clued in the whole Cornell Young, Lisa Young case. And then I was the first one I had him on the show. And then uh, the guy was just such a brilliant guy, uh, uh, Johnny Cochran. And Absolutely. Then years later, I, I interviewed Shapiro. And then uh, one time when I was in Food Emporium in New York City in the middle of a snowstorm, who's next to me in the aisle but Epley Bailey. <laughs> we're, wearing a, he lived in my neighborhood. We're on the Upper East Side wearing a Millions Man March jacket, and I was just infuriated when I saw him. So I, I didn't say anything or anything, but it, um, to this New day, York, and then, by the way, is a great place. <laughs> oh, my God, it's the greatest. And then one night walking home, who do I run into but Dominic Dunn? He was right in front of my oh building my on the Upper East Side. 
and then who wrote the city um he wrote the book another city not my own right and then and then a lot of people think but it's not true that one of the reasons i chose the apartment on the upper east side to live with was that oj had actually had a condo right on third avenue that he used to stay in three blocks from my uh, apartment on the upper east side because during the fall he, he worked for nbc of course he based right. out of new york and um Anyhow, but that's completely untrue. It just had to do with it was it was the right apartment we were trying to find. But sheer coincidence. He lived you know there. how to pick so, them. <laughs> <laughs> so minor connection to uh, to the OJ trial. It's funny you mentioned that with the Knicks. Now, Dan McGowan, you wrote a uh, a column, a lot of pushback. Let's start off with it. Governor McKee calling on him to call for the mask mandate. Yeah. So now a lot of pushback. A lot of people don't like it, but you're just going by the science. But I I want to hear you out on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's it's one of the it's it's a hard thing because nobody out there, and you you, you know me fairly well at this point, John. It's not it's not like I'm obsessed with you know wearing no. my mask or you know o- you know being over the top of this. I don't like the idea of of you know potentially having to wear a mask all winter, but you do see you know cases exploding, and actually, it's fitting you know being in New York last week where it's much tighter, right? You can't get into the Barclays Center or Madison Square Garden without, you know, a vaccine proof. Um, You know, many more people wearing masks, even despite having the proof that they're vaccinated, you know, in those buildings. And so you're, you know, you you come back to Rhode Island and, and I wrote about this, you know, I went to, we saw, we saw Hamilton over the weekend and we also, uh, it went to the URIPC game and, you know, on one hand, Hamilton, you know, great for the city and, and obviously a great show. PPAC is, is enforcing a mask mandate. Yep. It, uh, you know, it, p- people don't love it, but they're dealing with it and the place is packed. You go to the URIPC game, had a great time. It was fun to watch. But I mean, we're talking, you know, in the hundreds, maybe, of people who had masks on, whereas there were wow. 13,000 people in the place. And when you see cases kind of exploding, when you see, obviously, weather getting colder, so people are going to be inside more, it seems to make sense to me uh, to, you know, potentially have to kind of ramp up some sort of, uh, you know, enforcement actions. I'm not there yet, quite frankly, on, you know, vaccine mandate, although I'm vaccinated and boosted. Um, But I I do think a mask mandate, you know, to me, one, it makes sense. And two, it's also not the kind of thing that, you know, we're not, I'm not saying shut down the restaurants, right? I, I, I support restaurants. I think they should be open. I think there are ways to potentially, you know, curb the spread um, while still keeping things open and, and, and all of that. But you're right, boy, uh, you want to, if you really want to get a lot of attention, talk about masks. Because pe- yes. boy, people are not thrilled with me on Twitter or, or through my email. <laughs> well, that's a positive thing in many ways. But, you know, Dan McGowan, one thing I'll push back on is it, it, it and I, I would consistently hear this. Now, obviously, the restaurants are struggling, struggling with staffing, if anything. But it, it, it one, uh, you know, outcome and, and un, you know, un, unintended consequence of the pandemic was a lot of restaurant people said, you know, we're here to, you know, entertain and welcome people in. And when they had to become the mask police, you know, excuse me, can you put That's your right. mask on when you're going across the restaurant to use the restroom or I, the contract tracing? It not only, you know, caused a lot of problems with them and their customers, it also caused problems because a lot of their staff got intimidated and left. So that's right. So what I was going to say was you're one, you're spot on about the contact tracing. Look, the contact tracing was a disaster. It was. um, And it it did cause a lot of problems. You know, here's what I would say on the, the broader challenge, you know, the mask police thing. I think this is even more of a reason why, you know, the governor could step up and sort of, you know, and I hate to say this, but be the bad guy here, you know, say, look, everybody needs to do it so that you're not at one restaurant that's saying, look, you got to wear a mask if you want to be in here. And then, you know, the, the owner of the restaurant or the manager of the restaurant is having this fight. Let the, it is, it is similar to, and I know this was controversial too. I thought there should be a school mask mandate. The governor's take on this was, you know, well, let's let's try to do let's try to let the cities and towns decide. The, pro- right. the problem with that is, you know, you get the majority of, of school departments that, that say, yes, we're doing it. Then you get one or two and it becomes this fight about, you know, the local school committee having to decide this as opposed to the leader of the state. So th- I, there is to me, 
you know, if the governor were to step up and do this, everybody can get mad at the governor a little bit, but then maybe you're taking a little bit of pressure off of, you know, Mark Johnson, the, 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 the local general manager at Greg's or something like that. Yeah. You know. Before we go to the break, are you surprised Megan Rainey wouldn't go the next step and say she thinks that that he should enforce it? I was surprised because she laid yeah. out. I mean, you know, I wrote this, but she made out laid out a clear case for why there should be a mask mandate. And I think what she was trying to avoid was being the per. You know, she was trying to avoid the headline of "We say Megan Rainey thinks this should happen," right. and, 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 and so yeah, I was surprised because she's been you know, vocal and to, in some cases, as, as I've learned yesterday, a lot of people think she's over the top or, you know, a little bit extreme on this stuff. So I was surprised that she didn't take that position just very clearly. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health. But it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Uh, Dan, I, I just want to also then touch on what happened with the governor. What, what I think ran into a problem, I'm sure they weren't happy with the way this played out, but he, he was away. I want to give credit to your former uh, colleagues at Channel 12. They broke the story about this $3,000, at the time came out, $3,000 yep. incentive. 1500 per vaccination uh, in the contract with Council 94. Uh, they they caught up with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. Either they did or Crandall did. And she said, well, you know, he likes to use a carrot instead of a stick, but maybe I shouldn't be talking for him. I think what he runs into a problem is was he came out. They, they seemed very annoyed. He seemed annoyed at the, the tree lighting ceremony at the Statehouse. But as more details came out, he was then even seemingly didn't even have the talking points down, was kind of backpedaling. Um, I would imagine he's angry at Channel 12, but this this business, it, it I think it's what you and I talked about. Precedent was set with the, the Providence teachers. Now other unions are saying they expect it. Uh, he's trying to then spin it saying, well, it's really COVID money, so it's not taxpayer money. And then last week, his final word at the before the tree lighting, Brian Crandall was, I don't think it's going to do anything. <laughs> and and uh, somehow, like, they need to be compensated. I, I heard they were very upset with the way this played out. But to me, th this is another example of a self-inflicted wound, which – and again, they, they didn't handle it well. I, I don't think there is any way to handle this one well, well, well by the way. It it's a self-inflicted – so you're right. I don't, I don't know that there's any perfect way. There, there's no way that, you know, a large chunk of people are – and even people – you know, in government, Democrats are, are you know, are, ha have some concern about this. But what I would say is, if you're going to do it, you stand by it, you, you know, you come up with your talking points for why you're going to do it. Yep. And you kind of own it. I think this goes back to th this governor, you know, he, he got that early kind of uh, that period where it's a grace period in some ways where, you know, people were nice to him and he was, yeah. you, know, you and I were talking, he, Oh, he, you know, he's, he's kind of, he kind of enjoys talking to the press. Yeah. Well, he likes it when it's on his terms. He, yeah. he doesn't like, I mean, you mentioned like the tree lighting ceremony, things like that, that he, he gets a little frustrated when, you know, you're not on his kind of page on these things. And I, I think it's going to be a problem because you're right. One, I think you're going to see, lots of state workers, other unions, municipal unions, you know, be asking and pushing for this. Hey, if the state workers got it, how come we don't? 
Um, and I think he's going to have to answer that question. And he, he, they, they kind of rolled it out poorly, right? You, you let the place that's been killing you kind of break it with let is strong, but you know, the, the place that's been killing you on another, on a bunch of other stuff, they break the news. Then you go on vacation. So you don't really talk about it for a while. Um, and now it's going to dog him. And you see even the other candidates for governor, you know, uh, some have been reluctant to say, but I think Alina folks has said, look, I'm not into, you know, doing this. I'm not sure it it makes a lot of sense. And if he too is saying, I don't know if it's going to actually do anything. Oh, it's, it's just, it's a very poorly rolled out idea. Uh, and I think it's going to dog him for a while. Folks, uh, we're speaking of Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan, what, what, and I, the public should know this, but one thing, you know, you've learned is. It, it can't evolve. You know, your answer is the answer. At, at one point he was saying, well, it's a stipend. Right. I mean, a, a stipend is, you, you know, you need to buy a uniform or different things that go with the job, a cell phone bill. It, it's not a stipend. First, they were calling it a bonus for that. Then he was trying to argue that regardless of, of it, they, they deserve the money, even though I don't believe it. Where I think that, that he's going to be really frustrated is because, as you know, the next payment comes in July, another 1500 Early voting starts in August. I mean, I think it's very obvious what what is happening here. He's not going to like it, but it will be news again when they're they're set to get the their 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 second uh, check for the, yeah. And, the vaccine. And, and the bet will be that you know, sure, it's going to be hostile, but you're going to have a bunch of Democrats running for governor, and are you know a bunch of Democrats that are trying to convince. Uh, potentially Democratic union members to be with them? Are they going to be as vocal then? You know, are you going to see Seth Magaziner and Nellie Gorbea, you know, really calling this out? Or is he going to bet that, you know what, maybe I'll take some heat from the media, but all those folks are going to know that they're, you know, it's not that their check is actually signed by him, but, you know, they're going to see, like, the, the, you know, the governor got me this money. That's right. He, I, I think I think it's it's absolutely... Uh, you know, this is a you're weighing the pros and cons here and it could help him. I don't know, you know, because I, I think depending on how it's, it plays, you, you know, and depending on who else gets, you know, these sort of stipends, bonuses, whatever you want to call it. To me, it's bonus. It's, it's a it is. And that's what they called it, by the way, in Providence. They called the teachers, the, the teacher money. Uh, a bonus and you know i think they didn't get a lot of pushback on it um it was kind of you know that you and i talked about it a lot it it got some attention but it was the summer i think people weren't paying as close of attention now they're paying a little bit more attention and definitely you're right in july uh people are gonna people are gonna really know about this now dan mcgowan you mentioned helena folks she did two interviews uh rollouts last week one with the andonis i i was really surprised when I saw the interview that she did with your, again, former colleagues, Ted Nisi, Tim White. I even wrote pretty extensively. I normally almost do like Twitter on my Facebook page to post video, but that one, I, I'm very anxious to, to hear your thoughts on, uh, especially on our newspaper interview. Yeah, well, I thought your, first of all, your piece on your your website, thefuture.com, was, was, I thought it was smart, and, and, and it is, I think it's a legitimate point about, you know, the, the, the challenge with running in a Democratic primary is you're going to face all of the, you know, the Democratic questions. Right. And oh. so, you know, when you're when you're trying when you when you're uh, talking a lot about Mitch McConnell and you're talking a lot about, you know, opioids, it, 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 it's going to continue to hit her. Right. Trump, Trump. Right? the CVS pack gave to Trump. I, I did a du- literally did a double take. Like what? And yeah. you're going to run in a primary, they're going to clobber you. They are. They are. And, you know, it's funny because I'm running a call about this this week because I, I talked to her as well. And I talked to her on Monday after those two interviews. And very honestly, John, the reason I wanted to talk to her was I was surprised by how, by what I considered sort of a lack of preparation yeah. um, for for those interviews. You know, this is somebody who, it uh, announced weeks ago went pretty dark for a while presumably she was raising money and also catching up on the issues and you know did not and was very clear i don't have a plan for just about anything um you know is willing to take you know took a position on the um uh, took a position on on the the bonuses to me i'll tell you and this will be in my column but you know she thinks there should be a vaccine mandate for kids so there is a uh, you know, there are some positions she's taking, but what we're not seeing is, you know, it, you don't get away with just, 
uh, I want to be the, the governor that's going to be good for the economy, right? They're, especially with Tim and Ted on Newsmakers, right? They're going to want to drill down. I thought she wasn't prepared. It was not a great rollout. And, you know, for all the people, and myself included, who have said, you know, she's a lot like a Gina Raimondo. Let me tell you, Gina oh. Raimondo was ready to run for governor. Yes, very much so. And, and, and Dan, here's the thing. I mean, she says, you know, I'm not a politician. Well, you sure sound like one. And, and you're going to be standing on stage amongst other politicians. Do you know, did she say, listen, if I'm running, I'm running as a Democrat. I'm not going to run as an independent because to me, it just it, it doesn't make sense. She, she wouldn't have to be rushed up like this. People would see her as, OK, here's an independent. Uh, she is a CEO. She's obviously not a politician because she's running as an independent. It buys her time to get ready. It, it guarantees her to get into the general. And she she just I, I just, you know, if, if she didn't learn anything from watching what happened to Mike Bloomberg when he worked on stage in that debate and Elizabeth Warren just wouldn't let him off the mat and was pummeling him. When, when I heard that she gave money to the CVS PAC and that PAC gave money to Trump in a Democrat primary, the words Mitch McConnell, Trump. And Oxycontin is a problem. It doesn't matter whether it's primary or not. But I, no matter what her plan is, she's not going to give a chance to give her plan. Because Seth Magazine and Dan McKee, they're and even they're going to hammer her on that stuff. Yeah, well, think about the two, the two like Tad Divine, right? Tad Divine, the famous ad maker who's working yeah. for Seth Magazine, are the two, you know, big Tad Divine ads that are you're just going to see all oh. summer next year. One is going to be her saying, you know, uh, you know, you donated to to CVS, and so that you know they ended up donating to Trump and the Mitch McConnell thing. The other one is going to be, I'm incredibly proud of the work we did at. CVS, you know, next shot is going to be CVS, you know, at fault in opioid, you know, trials and, 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 you know, having to pay settlements and things like that. So she's going to have a lot of trouble. I think you're right. You know, now the flip, the flip side to this is the, the reason that she, well, the likely reason that she, you know, made the decision to run as a Democrat. One, I, mean, I think she is actually a Democrat, but more, sure. more, more importantly than that is um, the infrastructure there. I mean, what, she's got all Gina Raimondo's people around her. She yeah. almost certainly had some conversations with Gina Raimondo before she jumped in the race. And yeah. so this is a little bit of a plug and play from the infrastructure side, from the who's going to be my ad person, who's going to run my campaign, all those kind of things. And so I think it was very natural that she would have a bunch of Democrats around her. But you're right, they're, they're, they're running this problem. And I'll tell you, just last week, or was, I guess it was two weeks ago now, there was a very well-known, you know, uh, very successful campaign manager uh, who's run a bunch of big campaigns in Rhode Island in, in the last decade in town. And they said to me, that Mitch McConnell thing, more than anything else, it will just never stop dogging her. Uh, yeah. and, and I think it is. I think it's going to be a challenge. And, and you know, you're going to have you're going to have everybody kind of attacking her. She's going to try to move on from it. But in her first no. initial wave of interviews, you know, I don't know anything else. All I really know is that she she did a lot of she talked a lot about the opioid problem. And she did talk yeah. a lot about, uh, you know, having an answer for Mitch McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell donation. Yeah, that in and. and... You know, she is proud that CVS pulled cigarettes out, but she is in favor of cannabis. And <laughs> good point. It, you know, this good point. What, what, you know, reimagine the economy. I don't even know what that means. Reimagine the economy. She seems stuck that on the economy, but you you talk to <laughs> employers. The the problem is they can't find the workers. That's right. the problem with with the economy, folks. I, I I am very I was very surprised in watching that just because you know it just. I, I, I don't I think this is a mistake. But any as I wrote about folks, we're gonna quick break, a lot more Dan McGowan right here the Boston Globe on the John DePietro show. Fall is here. It's gonna start to get colder. Folks, call R. E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R. E. Coogan and Heating. 24 hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com. They're helpful, 
trustworthy, reliable residential services. From winter to summer, train technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24 emergency service, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401 732-6562. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. There is a piece in the Boston Globe today about Lieutenant Governor candidate Cynthia Mendez, uh, <clears throat> who's been kind of living as a homeless person in a way at the Rhode Island State House. Um, I, I'm curious your thoughts on on that, Dan McGowan. I, I just, I don't, I think that's a tough one for the McKee people because when she stormed out, the other day of the press briefing and said, no matter what they do, it's too late. Then I don't understand the protest because then like what exactly is your, de- your demand if if whatever they did, it's too little too late. I, I know it, you know, and, and your colleague wrote a good piece. You know, she's experiencing firsthand. I, I That's one of those things. I, I don't know if that's at the top of the list for everyone's concerns. I know it is for her, but. Uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts on this whole thing that she's literally tent in the tent each night at the state house now? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you. On one hand, I'm completely put off by the idea of not just her, but you know, at the the folks who are, uh, you know, choosing to do this. You know, the selfies and the Under yeah. Armour and the you know REI tents. Look, that's not being homeless, right? That's no. that's camping. And, right. and, and so in some ways, you know, I'm put off by it because I think that they're kind of making a mockery of, of something that is a really serious problem. Um, right. On the other hand, you know, fine, you want to make a statement, you want to, you know, pressure people. Look, we know that, that you know, taking a hard line with this governor, he, he at the very least, he pays attention to it, right? He doesn't like this kind of attention. Um, I know for certain that the Sabina Matos folks are a little bit worried um, but here's the thing politically, I just don't know. I mean, John Christmas dinner, you're sitting around the yeah. table with your family. I'm not sure outside of the people paying extremely close attention to this. Are they, do they even know that there's anybody at the state house protesting no. this? You know, no. it, somebody said to me, uh, someone in, in politics asked me what I thought if, if this were to continue, let's say it were to continue through Christmas and, and my, you know, I, I, yes, it will get a lot of attention, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's not like the other thing your family doesn't like do. a stunt. Is you a know, little bit of a I, stunt. And the, the other thing your yeah. family doesn't do on Christmas is watch the six o'clock news. Right. That's right. And so they're not going to necessarily see it. I'm not sure she has the name, Cynthia Mendez has the name recognition to kind of parlay this into her being, you know, you know, being the kind of savior on this issue. Again, it's an important one. We got a problem when it comes to uh, housing, uh, you know, in certain, when it comes to with the homeless, we've got mental health problems and the drug issues and all that kind of stuff needs to be addressed. And, and you do, I mean, you, you, you just nailed it. Look, there is money out there to do some of this work. There are lots of folks that are trying to do it. I'm just not sure how long this, this can last and, and whether or not it's actually going to be a top of mind issue, you know, when voters head to the polls next year. Dan McCowan, as we know, I mean, if you, if they had pollsters and and polled the, 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 the general public. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, is it something that people see and concern about? Yeah, it doesn't make you a terrible person, but it's if, if you if you don't think about it seven days a week. But I, I just don't think in people, the regular voter, their top five concerns right now, it, it's not the homeless. You know, they're, they're not worried even about, yeah. not, you know, uh, the children in school. They're worried about covid. They're worried about where's the economy going, the price of gas. And, um, and by the way, it, it, in other parts of the country, it, it, I mean, if you go look at what's oh. going on in L.A. or Seattle, oh, LA, it's, it's a, a thousand times worse. Exactly. And so yes. it is a it is a top of mind issue in those places. I, I agree with you. Look, we, you and I have, have been around long enough to know the, you know, every once in a while, the panhandling issue becomes something that people are very upset about. But no doubt this is not. You know, it, again, it doesn't mean it's not important. It's just not something that moves voters um, no. it, 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 from everything I can see. 
she's going, I think it's the wrong path to go down. It also seems Matt Brown can't, you know, he's trying to hold that thing together. The cooperative is, he, he can't get did her you off. Read that, did you read that big story that was I written read last that. week? Yes. Well, was, yeah. What, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they are trying to make adjustments, but number one, I was, I was so impressed that just how in depth they went. Obviously they had some source that was giving them some info, but he, um, some of the quotes and the people on record that this was a lot of times a piece like this, that people would say they don't want to, the name in it, they'll help them on background or the writer. But what I, I, it obviously to me, there was, there was nothing really that positive about it from Matt Brown. And to me, it, it seems what some of the accusations are is he's basically trying to pet, get people in positions to then help his run for governor. Well, if you're, if you're somebody who pays attention to, uh, let's say the on the Republican side, uh, maybe if you're looking at Massachusetts, right? There was a big fight between the like the hardcore Republican Party and Charlie Baker, right? And some folks would say maybe that's why he decided not to run. I'm not sure that's the case, but right, there's always the you know inter-party fighting. But for folks here in Rhode Island, if you if you aren't paying attention to it yet, let's be very clear: the progressives are as divided as the news coverage suggests. That's there right. are there are folks in who who you and I have covered over year over the years who we, we, you and I would consider you know far left activists yep. who are not even remotely close to the the political cooperative they don't no. like them yeah. and, and where do you think that big story came from I guarantee it came from some of the progressive activists who have been around a while who yep. you know who who are maybe a little bit more establishment friendly. Uh, you know, think you can get more done by being, you know, tied to the speaker or tied to the Senate president. Um, you know, there is a real, real divide. And I think it, it could be a challenge. Now, look, what, what the cooperative has on its side is they've got the bodies and the energy, right? We saw yeah. that in the Senate District 3 race um, where they didn't win, but they were they were very close. So, you know, if they can hold that together, they're going to be successful. But when you start to see somebody like Tiara Mack, the senator, you know, kind of being pretty critical of them, uh, you know, you start to see more more uh, division. And the more you have that, look, you're still Democrats are always going to win in Providence. But in some of these suburbs, you know, you have a chance for either moderate Democrats or or Republicans to, I think, pick up seats if 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 all the fighting uh, you know, is happening on the sort of internally within the Democratic Party. And and Dan McGowan, I still think a big question that we're going to find out is Matt Brown, 2018, in that primary against at the time, Governor Raimondo, were people really voting for Matt Brown or were people just voting? That's right. Gina Raimondo? That's right. I agree. Yeah. Um, folks, he also has news. I start the day each day, as I tell you, reading roadmap. And uh, there's there's a, a great one today, Dan McGowan. Apparently, uh did you say Peter Peter Gaynor's in town? Yeah, Peter Gaynor's back in town. Of course, Peter Gaynor was a very successful, you know, first as the Providence uh, Emergency Management Director, then as the Rhode Island Director, and then, of course, as, as the FEMA Administrator. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Folks, uh, again, I apologize, uh, Dan McGowan. But Dan McGowan, uh, the thing about Peter Gaynor that really stood out was it, it was my understanding that he, it, uh, Governor Mundo thought very highly of him. And 
he, uh, in the very beginning uh, elements of COVID, was very, very helpful to the state of Rhode Island. Very much. You're, you nailed it. I mean, yeah. he, he, they were, and in, in, I think Gina would say, Gina Raimondo would say, maybe one of the best hires she made in state government was grabbing yeah. Peter Gaynor from the Providence Emergency Management uh, so, yes, I think he was really helpful early on, especially those early days where there was right. There was no sign of how are we going to get tests? Where's the, you know, uh, PPE, all that right. kind of stuff. Uh, Peter Gaynor, major role there. And by the way, he played a major role all over the country. I mean, that guy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to call anybody a hero, but that guy is, is as close as you're going to get uh, uh, for, for some of the work that he's done over the last couple of years. Uh, folks, you hear me mention Roadmap each morning. I get an inbox right in my uh, email, you know, email inbox. It's from Dan McGowan. It's called Roadmap. It has links. It gives me a full rundown, everything that's happening in the state, links to different stories. Well, it's great stories about the, how fantastic the Patriots did or other uh, local stories. And, and Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to extend that invitation to anyone who happens to be listening right now. Yeah, very easy. All you have to do, the only thing, send a blank email to rinews at globe.com rinews at globe.com uh it's the easiest thing you can do you'll start getting it it co- comes out every weekday we now have john eighty thousand subscribers holy uh, cow. Here, here in rhode island so eighty thousand people get to you know wake up with my annoying writing every day uh and it's completely free. You get all the links to all of our stories. You get to read my column. Uh, you get all the good stuff in the globe. Lots of good coverage of the Patriots, uh, especially the last couple of days. So uh, rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Have a great day. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today, free estimate, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. A licensed and insured contracting company, hey, they'll meet their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand-new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed reach out to j perry paving get a free quote and remember no one's better for veterans to veterans than j perry paving if you are a veteran or related to one have them give them a call they may do their driveway for them 401-732-1730 find them on facebook and then the website is letter j j it's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there... Uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories folks we cover stories the rest of the media ignores it's real news whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com